November 11, 2001, the comeback show. For what? <laughs> what from Pedro Show.
Every God for himself Every 
Okay. Bought from Pedro Show. Like I said, November 11, 2001. Just got back from tour. Uh, here with Brother Matt at the Wild Kingdom Pleasure Point. DJ Talia, who's going to go early today because she's got work coming up. So we'll have a little bit earlier slot, maybe switch with the spin cycle. That's okay with Brother Matt. Okay. Started out there with John Coltrane. I'm a dreamer, aren't we all? And then Cobra Verde with every God for himself. And you just heard Funkadelic with uh, me and my folks, you and your folks. No, it's the other way around. You and your folks, <laughs> me and my folks. Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, I just came back from Hellride. Um, 14,000 miles, 52 gigs, 55 days. And uh, it was good. It was with John Terry Show, Jerry Trebitich, and uh, Tom Watson. Jerry's baby, only six months old, and came and did that with me, his first tour. He was great. And Thomas, his third tour with me. And, of course, he's very uh, key tour mate. Very uh, neat to be with both of them. They helped me out a lot. It was a hard tour for me. Um, you know, I don't have to talk about <laughs> this current climate and all this. The tour started on the firecracker day, and uh, so we made the last gig up in San Francisco uh, Monday. And um, yeah, that's why I was wearing those dark glasses all the tour. So they came off at the end. It was good uh, to put another one under my belt and uh, play some stuff that influenced me a lot. From my younger days, that was my 48. <laughs> it's only 48 more. So, uh, <laughs> um, interesting um, things happened. Uh, of course, I got the spiel. I wrote tour diaries up on the Hoot page, and uh, you can read those and have some yucks. And uh, I should go through those things and proofread. I see the most retarded uh, errors because I'm writing them in real time, you know. So uh, when I get some time. I'll do that. Uh, things are pretty full for me, uh, playing the catch-up and all that. And, of course, uh, I got right back to my pedaling and uh, feel very grateful to be able to still uh, come back to my town and ride my bike and breathe Pedro air, even though there's some weird things happen while I was gone. Uh, the water's still here, the rocks, the pelicans, men, crabs, all those neat things. So I feel very fortunate. Uh, let's see. You probably want to know what I want to do next. Well, I'm going to make a record for April, and then I'll be back out on tour in the spring. But I have other things, too. We have a little pit. Uh, we're going to play some little pit later. In fact, I played some songs on the tour, which were neat. Uh, I got some, huh? Yeah, I did. I played some songs. In fact, I got called the other day for some benefit for Flipside and uh, me and Georgie are going to do a duet of 10 minutes of Minuteman stuff at the El Rey on the uh, 9th of December and uh, yeah I got some Hellride and Banyan gigs coming up with Perkins and in fact in February some Banyan with the Olympics thing in uh, uh, Park City and all that Utah and, yeah that's in February and stuff uh 
they want to take a trailer and a van and I have to talk them out of this because it's insane with the snow and all this so my debating skills will be brought to four okay some uh, more tunage Watt from Pedro Show Situations, conscious vibrations. 
I have a poem. I have, it's not a poem here, but uh, it's something. Uh, it's the first concert I've played alone, really, in, in New York. And uh, 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 there's a fellow out in Brooklyn State Hospital. His name is Woody Guthrie. And uh, uh, but uh, Woody is really sort of more than a folk singer. Uh, he's he's really something else more than a folk singer. And uh, there's this book coming out that's doing a, dedicating it to him. And they asked me to write uh, something about Woody. Uh, sort of like, what does Woody Guthrie mean to you in 25 words? And, uh, and I couldn't do it. I wrote out five pages. And uh, I have it here. It's a... Have it here by accident, actually. <laughs> but but I I'd, I'd like to say this out loud. So uh, this is my feelings towards Woody Guthrie uh, cannot really be uh, told in uh, how many records of his I buy or or this kind of thing. It's uh, a lot more than that, actually. So, uh, if you can sort of roll along with this thing here. This is called Last Thoughts on Woody Guthrie. Um, when your head gets twisted and your mind grows numb, when you think you're too old, too young, too smart, or too dumb, when you're lagging behind and losing your pace in a slow-motion crawl or life's busy race, no matter what you're doing, if you start giving up, if the wine don't come to the top of your cup, if the wind got you sideways with one hand holding on and the other starts slipping and the feeling is gone, and your train engine fire needs a new spark to catch it, and the wood's easy finding, but you're lazy to fetch it. And your sidewalk starts curling, and the street gets too long, and you start walking backwards so you know that it's wrong, and lonesome comes up as down goes the day, and tomorrow's morning seems so far away, and you feel the reins from your pony are slipping, and your rope is a-sliding because your hands are dripping, and your sun-desert and evergreen valleys turn to broken-down slums and trash can alleys. And your sky cries water, and your drain pipes are pouring, and the lightnings are flashing, and the thunders are crashing, and the windows are rattling and breaking, and the rooftops are shaking, and your whole world is slamming and banging. And your minutes of sun turn to hours of storm, and to yourself you sometimes say, I never knew it was going to be this way. Why didn't they tell me the day I was born? And you start getting chills, and you're jumping from sweat, and you're looking for something you ain't quite found yet. And you're knee-deep in dark water with your hands in the air, and the whole world's watching with the window peak stare, and your good gal leaves, and she's long gone a-flying, and your heart feels sick like fish when they're frying. And your jackhammer falls from your hands to your feet, but you need it badly and it lays on the street. And your bell's banging loudly, but you can't hear its beat. And you think your ears might have been hurt, or your eyes have turned filthy from the sight-binding dirt. And you figured you failed in yesterday's rush, and you were faked out and fooled while facing a four-flush. And all the time you're holding three queens. It's making you mad, it's making you mean, like in the middle of Life magazine, bouncing around a pinball machine. And there's something on your mind that you want to be saying that somebody someplace ought to be hearing. But it's trapped on your tongue, sealed in your head, and it bothers you badly when you're laying in bed. And no matter how you try, you just can't say it, and you're scared to your soul, you just might forget it. And your eyes get sony from the tears in your head, and your pillows of feathers turn to blankets of lead, and the lion's mouth opens, and you're staring at his teeth, and his jaws start closing with you underneath, and you're flat on your belly with your hands tied behind, and you wish you'd never taken that last detour sign. You say to yourself, just what am I doing? On this road I'm walking, on this trail I'm turning. 
on this curve I'm hanging, on this pathway I'm strolling, in the space I'm taking, in this air I'm inhaling. Am I mixed up too much or mixed up too hard? Why am I walking? Where am I running? What am I saying? What am I knowing on this guitar I'm playing, on this banjo I'm freeling, on this mandolin I'm strumming, in a song I'm singing, in a tune I'm humming, in the words that I'm thinking, in the words I'm writing, in this ocean of hours I'm all the time drinking. Who am I helping? What am I breaking? What am I giving? What am I taking? But you try with your whole soul best never to think these thoughts and never to let them kind of thoughts gain ground or make your heart pound. But then again, you know when they're around, just waiting for a chance to slip and drop down. Because sometimes you hear them in the nighttime come creeping and you fear they might catch you sleeping. You jump from your bed from the last chapter of dreaming and you can't remember for the best you're thinking if that was you in a dream that was screaming. And you know that's something special you're needing. You know there's no drug that'll do for the healing and no liquor in the land to stop your brain from bleeding. You need something special. You need something special, all right. You need a fast-flying train on a tornado track to shoot you someplace and shoot you back. You need a cyclone wind on a steam engine howler that's been banging and booming and blowing forever that knows your troubles a hundred times over. You need a greyhound bus that don't bar no race and won't laugh at your looks, your voice, or your face and buy a number of bets in the book will be rolling long after the bubblegum craze. You need something to open up a new door to show you something you've seen before but overlooked a hundred times or more. You need something to open your eyes. You need something to make it known that it's you and no one else that owns that spot that you're standing, that space that you're sitting, that the world ain't got you beat. It ain't got you licked. It can't get you crazy no matter how many times you might get kicked. You need something special, all right. You need something special to give you hope. But hope's just a word that maybe you said, maybe you heard on some windy corner around a wide-angle curve. But that's what you need, man, and you need it bad. And your trouble is you know it too good because you look and you start getting the chills because you can't find it on a dollar bill and it ain't on Macy's windowsill. And ain't on real rich kids' roadmap, and ain't made in no fat kids' fraternity house, and ain't made in no Hollywood wheat germ, and ain't on that dim-lit stage with that half-wit comedian on it, ranting and raving and taking your money, and you think it's funny. Now you can't find it, it ain't in the seats of a supper club, and sure as hell you're bound to tell, no matter how hard you rub, you just ain't gonna find it on your ticket stub. No, it ain't in the rumors people are telling you, and ain't in the pimple lotion people are selling you, and ain't in the cardboard box house or down in any movie star's blouse, and you can't find it on the golf course, and Uncle Remus can't tell you, and neither can Santa Claus. And ain't in the cream puff hairdo or cotton candy clothes. It ain't in the dime store dummies and bubblegum goons. And ain't in the marshmallow noises or the chocolate cake voices that come knocking and tapping in Christmas wrapping. Saying, ain't I pretty and ain't I cute. Look at my skin. Look at my skin shine. Look at my skin glow. Look at my skin laugh. Look at my skin cry when you can't even sense if they got any insides. These people so pretty in their ribbons and bowls. Now you'll not now no other day find it on the doorsteps made of paper mache and inside with the people made of molasses that every other day buy a new pair of sunglasses and they in the 50 star generals and flipped out phonies who turn you in for a tenth of a penny who breathe and burp and bend and crack and before you can count from one to ten do it all over again but this time behind your back my friend the ones that wheel and deal and whirl and twirl and play games with each other in the sandbox world you can't find it either in the no-talent fools that run around gallant and make all the rules for the ones that got talent. And ain't the ones that ain't got any talent but think they do and think they're fooling you. The ones that jump on the wagon just for a while because they know it's in style. To get their kicks, get out of it quick and make all kinds of money and chicks. And you yell to yourself and you throw down your hat saying, Christ, do I got to be like that? Ain't there no one here that knows where I'm at? Ain't there no one here that knows how I feel? Good God Almighty, that stuff ain't real. No, but that ain't your game. It ain't your race. You can't hear your name. You can't see your face. You got to look some other place. And where do you look for this hope that you're seeking? Where do you look for this lamp that's a burning? Where do you look for this oil while gushing? Where do you look for this candle that's glowing? Where do you look for this hope that you know is there and out there somewhere? And your feet can only walk down two kinds of roads. Your eyes can only look through two kinds of windows. Your nose can only smell two kinds of hallways. You can touch and twist and turn two kinds of doorknobs. You can either go to the church of your choice or you go to Brooklyn State Hospital. You find God in the church of your choice. 
You find Woody Guthrie in Brooklyn State Hospital. And though it's only my opinion, I may be right or wrong, you find them both in Grand Canyon, sundown.
was the dicks with no fucking war and before that last thoughts on Woody Guthrie by Bobby Dylan off the tarantula thing um on every other street Cabaret Voltaire starts off what from Pedro show comeback show from tour November 11 2001 at Wild Kingdom located at the Pleasure Point here, Brother Matt's. Uh, remember, you wrote me that little spiel sheet once that had that. Yeah. Oh, it's hanging there on the on the mic stand. Oh yeah. <laughs> You're listening to the Wild from Pedro show on the Wild Kingdom Radio, live from the Love Grotto on Pleasure Point in San Pedro. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've got my uh, script right. Okay, one of the guys' uh, pads I stayed at on tour in Austin. Which is a good was a good gig towards the end there. You really lo- realize in the fall I go clockwise. So Texas and that stuff I get it then, but it gets uh, I get them on the first in spring when I go counterclockwise Arizona New Mexico. So those people got my voice all beat up. I mean it held <laughs> for like thirty five thirty seven gigs, but then <laughs> started to get a little hoarse there. <laughs> I got to use um. Some new kind of therapies, I think. But it held out for a long time, but in the 40s there. Yeah, it got intense. Anyway, one of the guys' uh, pads we stayed at on tour um, there in Austin was Spot. Uh, buddy from the old days. And uh, here's from his 10-inch um, Otherisms. The nick of time is just where the axe blade hits the tree. That stupid 70s band didn't have a clue about the dust in the wind. It was sawdust. The same grind that used to make barn dancing fun. Back in the days when an Irish fiddler could crank out a hell of a set of reels, and the red-haired girls lifted their skirts proudly because they knew what their feet were connected to. This, when a jig was a jig, and a hornpipe made the floor rattle under the hard shoes of the Donegal champion. This, when a real banjo had four strings before it all degenerated into inbred bluegrass, religion, and a girl couldn't lift her skirts at all. America, America, searching for alternatives, and the world lurches forward like a drunken cafe singer.
Whoa. Okay, that was a big jam. Did you get a big bump on there? Sorry about that. That was a big jam, a spot in his um, removal or other isms. That's what it uh, should be called, I guess, from five years ago. And uh, what were you saying, Brother Matt? He thought it was jamming. Yeah, Spot's an interesting man. Uh, God, he doesn't conk till like six in the morning, and you know. So, uh, but we got to rap a little bit and stuff. There's a new book, but he's not in it. I don't know. Maybe he is. Yeah, he is. I know Carducci is, and um, Ian. God, who else? But it's on hardcore. It's called uh, <laughs> some hardcore. <laughs> uh, it's funny. It's talking about the old days, but not really um, so much uh, Hollywood scene. You know, the black flag on, and also other towns, New York City and DC, and like I said, Ian's in a lot. But he even talks about the LA scene a lot. And I have Spiel in there. Was it called hardcore? America's hardcore. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. God, I can't. Steve Blush wrote it. I, I'll tell you next show. I'll have a little more together. <laughs> ah, embarrassing. It's a good one. Yeah, I dig it a lot. Okay, here's some Jay. What from Pedro show?
Legacy is there with Blind Date and Son. Uh, before that, the Groover T Rex, my first gig, 1971, seeing T Rex, Long Beach Auditorium, with D Boone and his pop. His <laughs> pop's from Nebraska, you know. <laughs> and in, via B- Bakersfield, that was intense. He was a sweet man, though. He passed away in April, and uh, kind of a surrogate pop for me. We're going over here, but anyway, before T Rex. Uh, Dinosaur Junior J, he's doing acoustic gig. He's better with the back. He's healing up good. And uh, maybe I'll be doing some gigs with him soon, I think. 
Uh, we're and in the first hour of the Watt for Peter show, November 11, 2001. Uh, get ready for the uh, second hour. Okay, you're listening to uh, hour two of the uh, Watt for Peter show, November 11, 2001. Uh, Wild Kingdom Radio live at the Love Grotto on Pleasure Point in Pedro. Gray day. It rained on me while I was pedaling this morning, Sunday. I would chat with my mom and my little sister Marilyn was there too. And uh, spieling about things. I told them, um, well, Marilyn, my mom already heard, but I went to Monticello and that was a neat place to be. I'm going to play you some Pedro music here. We'll perk on the drums and uh, where's Leo's from uh, Moscow on clarinet. Uh, here's the band where I first started playing uh, stand-up bass. Little Pit. And after that, we're going to have DJ Talia with her pre-work whale. All right. Bird flying high, you know what I feel. Sun in the sky, you know how I feel. Breeze drifting by. You know how I feel It's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life For me Feeling
also your lovable little furry pound rover. Furry pound rover. Thank you.
learn. We all have the capacity to withdraw from our busy lives a few minutes each day to switch off activity and to replenish our energy. Nothing is more restful to the mind than to allow it to drift into a temporary climate of serenity. A few minutes of deep mental and physical relaxation can be as refreshing as hours of restful sleep. True relaxation must come from within. Once you learn the power of controlled and directed relaxation, you will be able to reach a point of serenity and perfect balance and achieve goals far beyond your normal capacity. When you are tense, you use up energy, but a relaxed mental and physical state conserves energy. The secret is to let your mind slowly take control of your body relaxing it part by part. Negative thinking saps the energy and flags the spirit. By using your willpower, you can direct the workings of your mind, create an inner tranquility and calm. Uncontrolled emotions, when the body governs the mind, prevent us from thinking clearly and solving our problems intelligently. A disorderly mind wanders at random, dwelling on memories and anxieties. You can train your mind to concentrate only on the present, to realize that the past is gone, One. and the future will come as surely as the sun rises and casts its warm glow of renewed hope. Through discipline, we can strengthen our mental attitude to become detached, but not estranged from our problems. This discipline helps us become more objective. The problems which once seemed insurmountable become easier to handle. We gain strength, vision and inner harmony to make life more meaningful, particularly in time of crisis. To start relaxing, First, remove or loosen any tight or heavy clothing. Then, lie on your back with your arms and legs loosely apart. Turn your palms upward with fingers loose. Now, close your eyes. Stretch out to your full length. Breathe in deeply through your nostrils and raise your arms over your head. Hold your breath and stretch from head to toe. Yeah.
All right. DJ Talia has to go to work. I got to queue up the uh, Stooges thing here. Where's the... Um, just sorry for the downtime. <laughs> anyway, um, here's the Watt from Pedro show on Wild Kingdom Radio live at the Love Grotto on Pleasure Point in Pedro, Cali, planet Earth. Still in one piece. She put the little pit without the sleeve. All right, um, here's some stooges. Get that clown's head on the stage. Let's do it before I fucking kill out. You want me to pull your train? Come on, man, we pull your train.
Okay, Watt from Pedro so, uh, Show. Switch, Oops. See you, Uh That's Stooges 1973, Live Whiskey Go Go with uh, She Creatures uh, Hollywood. Before that, Talia, DJ Talia, The Blue Session. And now, Brother Matt with Spin Cycle. Yeah, I got something kind of special to start off with which I don't know if you even heard yet. Um, this is uh, something by like my one of my favorite guitar players and favorite bass player. Uh, this is Watt with Carlos Guitarlos here on Wild Kingdom Radio. <laughs> Thank you. 
hip hoppers busters
All right. Brother Matt Spin Cycle for November 11, 2001, here on the Watt for Pedro Show. Wild Kingdom Radio, live from the Love Grotto on Pleasure Point. <laughs> and that neat town of Cali, Pedro. <laughs> a comeback show from Tour for Watt. Recovering. Trying to put a slowdown on his momentum fit. Uh, get ready. Hour three. <laughs> Hit the button, Brother Matt. All right. Third hour of the Watt from Pedro show, November 11, 2001. Maintains to make melodies for MCs, motivates the breaks. I'm everlasting. I can go on for days and days with rhyme displays that engrave deep as X rays. I can take a phrase that's rarely heard, flip it. Now it's a daily word. I can get iller than armor, kill it, bomb, but no alarm. Rock Kimmel, remain calm. Self esteem make me super superb and supreme before a microphone. Still, I fiend. This was a tape. I wasn't supposed to break. I was supposed to wait, but let's motivate. I want to see and keep following and swallowing. Taking the making, biting the following. Brothers try and others die to get the formula But I'ma let you sweat, you still ain't warm You a step away from frozen, stiff as if you're posing Dig into my brain as the rhyme gets chosen So follow me, I want you thinking you were first Let's travel at beneficent speeds around the universe What could you say as the earth gets further and further away Planets are small, the balls of clay Astray until the Milky Way World's out of sight, far as the eye can see Not even a satellite Now stop and turn around and look As you stand in the darkness, you're now just took so keep staring soon, you suddenly see a star You better follow, it consists of all This is a lesson if you're guessing it If you're following, hurry, hurry, step right up And keep following the leader Follow the leader, I can You're the journal, I'm the journalist Am I eternal or an eternalist? I'm about to flow long as I could possibly go Keep you moving cause the crowd says so dance Cuts rip your pants, every beat on the place Bleeding to death, call an ambulance Pull out my weapon and start to squeeze A magnum as a microphone, murdering MCs Let's quote a rhyme from a record I wrote Yeah, don't Cause every time I stop, it seems you're stuck Soon as you try to step off, you're self-destruct I came to overcome before I'm gone By showing and proving and letting ours be born then after that I'll live forever You disagree, you say never Then follow me From century to century You'll remember me in history Not a mystery or memory I'm by nature Mind raised in Asia Since you was tricked I have to raise you From the cradle to the grave But remember You're not a slave Cause we was prepared to be much more than that But we couldn't see it Because our mind was trapped But I'm here to break away the chains Take away the pains Remake the brains Rebuild my name I guess nobody told you a little Now it's dangerous It can't be mixed, diluted It can't Change the switch. Here's a lesson if you're guessing and following. Hurry, hurry, step right up. Keep following the leader. Follow the leader, rock chemistry. 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 
freestyle lyrics of fury. My third eye make me shine like jury. You're just a rental rapper, your rhymes are minimate. I'll be here when it fade and watch it flip like a renegade. I can't wait to break and eliminate on every trade of a snake, so stay awake and follow and follow because the tempo's a trail. The stage is a cage, the mic is a third rail. I rock him, the fiend of a microphone. I'm not him, so leave my mic alone. Soon as the beat is felt, I'm ready to go. So fasten your seatbelt, cause I'm about to flow. No need to speed, slow down and let the leader lead. Word to daddy, indeed, the R's are roller stone, so I'm rolling. Directions is told, then the rhymes are stolen. Stop bugging, the brother said, dig him. I never tell him he couldn't follow the leader long enough, so I drug him. It's a danger zone, he should arrange his own face. It's basic, erase and change of tone. It's one R in the alphabet. It's a one letter word, and it's about to get more complex from one rhyme to the next. Everything be easy on the flex. I've been from state to state, followers tailgate. Keep coming, but you came too late, but I'll wait. So back up, regroup, get a grip, come equipped. You're the next contestant, clap your hands, you want a trip. The price is right, don't make a deal too soon. How many notes get your name this tune? Follow the leader is a title theme task. Now you know you don't have to ask. Rappers rhythm and poetry cuts create sound effects You might catch up if you follow the records he wrecks Until then keep eating and swallowing You better take a deep breath and keep following the leader Follow the leader by chemistry Keep following the things to start at the tone, just work your way up. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, and I'm being paid for this. Okay. Um, let me talk about, can I talk specifically about your sexuality and feel free to come out of line, tell me and we'll just use on, but obviously there's speculation. I'll tell you if it's relevant. Okay. There's speculation always in the press about you, what you do, mm-hmm. what you get involved with, who you get involved with. Mm-hmm. Um, your, your affairs with men have been deed out quite lovingly, perhaps inaccurately by the press, and obviously your marriage and your relationship with Warren Beatty recently was was great fodder for the tabloids, they loved it. And now there's speculation as well about your involvement with women. Right. Do you find sex with men preferable to sex with women or? Yes. Do you enjoy sex with women as well? <laughs> Do you want me to? Whatever you want. Yeah, I think I quite like the idea. Okay. But, um... Well, you know, people have always accused me of, 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 of being a sort of raving nymphomaniac and they said things that I did with men that weren't true and they said things that I did with women that aren't true. I'm very intrigued by bisexuality and homosexuality. That doesn't mean that I necessarily experience it and I don't think it's relevant. I and mean, people say, oh, she sleeps with women. I don't bother to deny it because I don't think it matters. It's, it's really, who cares? I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. So. I'm not going to go around going, oh, God, that's not true, that's not true. So, I, I mean, I don't think it's relevant. Do you think that perhaps there's even that there's a positive side to people reading this into your life insofar as if there were people out there who are perhaps a performer, a famous person who's gay and who is open about that, then it makes it so much easier Absolutely. For I think that I think that gays need to have more role models, people who, who are in powerful positions coming out and saying, I'm gay. I think that would be very helpful. Absolutely. Let me talk uh, something else about the book which occurred to me when I was looking at it, which is 
there's been much talk about whether it's erotica or pornography, and you know, I think that's far too muddy water to get into. I don't know. I think it's a personal thing. You draw the line where you will on it. But traditionally, yes. I think men often use photographs of that type, and I assume women as well, uh, in an aid for masturbation. Mm -hmm. in Has that occurred to you that the book would be used in that way, and is that something that you, you've dwelt on? It's occurred to me, and there's nothing wrong with it. I think it's fine. Were there any times when you were doing the photographs when you think, well, this one will work? No, not necessarily. It's too hard. It's like that, That's like if I was writing a song, and while I was writing, I was going, wow, this one's going to really go over me. Me that way when, when you're being creative. I think it kills the creative process if you're too outside of yourself looking at yourself saying, wow, this is really going to have this kind of an effect. I read a quote from you, which is a slightly different subject, but I suppose it's which is... Oh, I hope it's true. Well, I hope so as well, but tell me this. Well, you said, pussy rules the world. Oh. You say that? More or less, yeah. And you also it's said... It's meant to be, you know. Slightly ironical, exactly. but with a point. Exactly. I'm getting, I'm getting the, I think I'm getting the hang of it. Okay. But um, you also said, I believe, that you didn't want, you said you wouldn't want to have a penis. Although, this is the same quote, Michael, although you said you have a dick in your brain. Right. What exactly does that mean? And, it means and that, that I have, that I have, I think everyone possesses feminine and masculine traits. And I feel if, if strength and, if strength and vision and, and a certain kind of dominant behavior is, is synonymous with masculinity, which I think it is in our society, then, I, then that's, I, I have those qualities. I have masculine traits in my head, so it's not necessary to have the actual physical apparatus. That's what I meant. One other thing that's come up about the book, one other interesting thought that someone's expressed to me is that, in a way, it's almost like it's perhaps a, it's like a historical document, in a way. It's oh. almost as if you are preserving yourself in your prime. You're revealing more of yourself than ever before, or perhaps you ever will again. Well, well could, then I guess you could say that about anybody who does a movie at whatever age they are when they're young. Was, was, was Marilyn Monroe preserving herself in her prime when she did something like it hot? Is Michelle Pfeiffer preserving herself in her prime when she did Batman too? I mean, what does that mean? Well, her young, beautiful body is forever preserved on screen. Oh, certainly, but, but you're actually going a bit further than doing like a, yet another acting. Or you're doing something which you've never done before and you may never do again. Well, I'm playing characters and I... And because I think that I look good with my clothes off and I like my body right now, I, I cast myself in those characters. Maybe if I hadn't done the book now, um, and 20 years from now I would have done the book, I would have hired some models to do it. Do you think perhaps that you will be someone who will challenge this kind of taboo of like women losing their sexuality or not being seen as sexual animals as much when they get past say 40 or 40? Yes, I mean, I think... I think that not only do we suffer from racism and sexism and things like that, but we also suffer from ageism, and that is that once you reach a certain age, you're not allowed to be adventurous, you're not allowed to be sexual, you know, it, and I think that's rather hideous. And I mean, a lot of people have said, oh, it's so pathetic, or what, what is she going to be? I hope she's not still doing that in 10 years. I mean, who cares? What if I am? I mean, is there a rule? I mean, what, are you supposed to just die when you're 40? I mean, and, and that's basically what everyone wants people to do, and I think it's stupid. You're just supposed to just kind of, you know, put yourself out to pasture. A sweet birdie with blue eyes asked, who are your three favorite contemporary writers? I answered, Charles Bukowski, Charles Bukowski, and Charles. Somebody asked, what do you think of Norman Mailer? I told them that I didn't think about Norman Mailer. And then I asked, 
Doesn't anybody have a beer? <laughs> there was this silence, this continuing silence. And the class and the prof looked at me and I looked at them. And then the sweet birdie with the blue eyes asked, Won't you read us one of your poems? And then, that's when I got up and walked out. <laughs> I left them in there with their prof, and I walked down through the campus, glancing at the young girls, their hair, their legs, their eyes, their behinds. They all look so good, I thought, but they're going to grow up into nothing and something but trouble. Suddenly, I braced myself against a tree and began puking. <laughs> Look at that old man. A sweet birdie with brown eyes said to a sweet birdie with green eyes, He's really fucked up. <laughs> the truth at last. <laughs> I start drinking before you people were born. I'll be drinking after I bury you. That's a fucking unreasonable statement, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I wish you were. You'd love to see me die, just shoot my thing. It's all right. It's okay, I understand. Let's go. I am a reasonable man. I had flown a thousand miles to see her at her request, quote, just for old time's sake, unquote. We'd had the night together, and now it was breakfast in this Arizona cafe. Nice, quiet place, the sun coming in on the red and white checkered tablecloth. She said, I can't eat. The tears were dripping down her face. I'll finish your breakfast, I told her. No use wasting it. <laughs> she straightened her back, inhaled, and screamed. The waitress and the fry cook came running out. Is everything all right? The waitress asked. Oh, yes, I answered. They both went in back and watched us through the serving window. <laughs> Across from me, her tears were still coming. Have a bite of bacon, I told her. You'll feel better. <laughs> shut up, she said. Just shut up. <laughs> Look, I told her, I'll leave today. 
Let's try one more night, she said. We can talk. I finished her breakfast, paid, and we left. That night we drank and talked and then slept. About 3 a.m. I awakened, howling in pain. She had grabbed my balls and yanked. You crazy bitch, I said. What's the matter with you? You didn't fuck me. You didn't fuck me, she said. <laughs> I got up and began dressing. What are you doing, she asked. Doing, doing, I pulled my pants up. I'm going to catch a cab to the airport. I sat down and began putting my shoes on. Then she was out of the bed and in between my knees, unzipping me. I want you to stay, she said, bending her head toward my center. I want you to stay, she said. All right, I said. As a sum... As a sum... All right, I said. You know, it's hard to talk while that's going on. <laughs> All right, I said, as a summer moon came through the curtains, just for old time's sake. Hi, Watt from Pedro Show. November 11, 2001. It's a Sunday. I had a chat with my ma this morning. My sister Marilyn. Did I already say that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Alzheimer's. <laughs> anyway, uh, the sun is finally coming through in Pedro. It's been gray all day. Uh, that was uh, just a former San Pedro resident. Well, I guess he's permanent. He's planted <laughs> the <laughs> north. <laughs> yeah town here at Green Hills, uh, Mr. Henry Chinaski, Charles Bukowski, uh, with an excerpt from Hostage, something he did in, uh, when was that? 1980, at the Sweetwater, Redondo oh, Beach. Sweetwater. Yep. Condos. Yeah, it's condos yeah. now. Brother Matt with me alongside... For essential aid. Um, before Mr. Bukowski, we had a 1992 interview with Madonna in England with the English guy uh, talking or asking. And uh, we started it off with uh, Eric B. and Rakim. When was that done? That's from a bit ago, huh? Um, 1988 so some older stuff something just came out here in Pedro it's a compilation that Craig Abar put out of all Pedro bands what's it called? Um, Trescophobia yeah something like that let's see I just saw it yeah Fear of 13 in Greek <laughs> uh, Craig Abar put this together a bunch of bands uh, I got together with um Adam Gaxiola, 
a neighbor of Brother Matt's here, and Jerry Trebatic, who uh, played drums for the John and Terry show, and we did a Stooges song called Down on the Streets.
Watt from Pedro Show. Uh, where's Mr. John Cale? Live and I think Holland somewhere. Before that was me and Jay doing um, what we do is Secret of Germs song. It was the Germs tribute with uh, I don't know, Thurston did something with Flea and Mike D and stuff. Um, before that uh, we go speed row Stooges down on the street uh, I'm going to play you here um, a new alliance 45 new alliance was labeled me and D. Boonstar with Martin Timbervich and uh, Steve Stain who had a solo album The Brain Feels No Pain I came back uh, with the groups shortly after that it had two names it was called What Makes Donna Twirl but then they were uh, I think he wanted to change the name to What Slender Young Leaders <laughs> but uh, uh, he soon uh, left for San Diego and doing work there happened people get across the borders um well, not Coyote so much. He's working um, an intense thing um, to get people in so they could make a living. Uh, not Coyote, though. <laughs> He's an intense dancer at the old Minutemen gigs. He used to uh, do a puppet dance that was pretty incredible. It would span the swathe of the whole room, you know? Pre Malkovich. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He was uh, quite a unique person, like the lot in the old scene. Anyway, here's a song from what makes Donna twirl. It's called uh, Sensitive Strong. Here on the Watt from Pedro show, Wild Kingdom Radio Live at the Love Grotto on Pleasure Point, Pedro.
turn the spotlight on Mr. Ray Brown as he does a very beautiful arrangement of the very thought of him.
Thank you, Mr. Ray Brown. That was um, Ray Brown with Milt Jackson's um, band there. He's uh, the Milt Jackson Quintet. Teddy Edwards was on the tenor, although I don't know if he played there. <laughs> He's mainly Ray. I have a book that he wrote. Well, Kira let me have it, in fact. From the 50s, he wrote on how to play stand-up. That's why I used to learn that. But still a long way to go. It's a very hard machine. And as I get older, my hands... Well, you know, um, that's why I went to the little bass live, because uh, my stretches aren't as good. Before that, feelies with... Uh, everybody's got something to hide, except for me and my monkey, a John Lennon song. Speaking of cancer, you said something, Brother Matt? Um, George Harrison, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yesterday. Yeah, Ken Kesey died yesterday. Ken Kesey, uh, author of um, What Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Probably a lot of people have seen the movie. Read the book, because he was very angry at the people who made the movie. Even sued the producers for not... uh, not putting forth the viewpoint of the Indian cat enough. He thought that should be the perspective. But, you know, you get the middlemen. It's so good if uh, you have a gig where you can report directly to the boss <laughs> and not have the middle midgets uh, dick leeching off your labors or whatever, fruits, information plucking, doing the little pluck. Misinformation and disinformation. Yeah. Well, Pluckleby's. Before that was Possum Dixon, a Silver Lake band. Uh, with the nerve. Uh, Silver Lake, I'm going to be there at Spaceland on the 12th of December for benefit for the Sea Shepherds. They uh, help the whales along. Um, and I'm going to be there too on the 9th with the Madonna Bees. Opening up for somebody. No, on the 8th. The 9th, I'm with Georgie at the El Rey doing a little uh, memory row. <laughs> Looking out my back door. Dancing. I feel like I'm dancing. Um, we started with Steve uh, Staines, uh, What Makes Donald Twirl, or What Slender Young Leaders. You know, prefer that name. Sensitive Strong. Uh, here's the Mekons with um, Stay Cool.
The Mutants, San Francisco band from the 70s. The band that uh, had a song called uh, New Drug. Uh, Huey Lewis and the Wave. (laughs) Whatever. Went and did it. And, uh, you know, because of the right clothes and whatever. And those great 80s New Wave sensibilities. Bum-rushed them big time. Anyway, message to the world. Before that, Mekons. Stay cool. Which is, uh, uh, I guess, my message to the world. Did I say the name of that song Ray Brown did the bass solo on? The very thought of you. Not King Cole did a great version of that, too. I believe so. But with the words. <laughs> anyway, this is a uh, November 11, 2001 edition of the Watt from Pedro show. Wild Kingdom Radio live from the Love Grotto on Pleasure Point. Pedro, help me along the way, Mr. Brother Matt, with the spin cycle, DJ Talia earlier with her, uh, what you call the blue session, BLU though, and before she had to go to the women's uh, shelter. Uh, we'll be back next week, Brother Matt says, so that's that's happening. To everybody out there, uh, see you next time. Keep an open heart.